The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you about who deserves a shot at the United States Heavyweight. Let's hear it. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned a title shot, L. Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler, you're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason... Wait a minute. L. Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, he's 50 pounds Who different. are you to, to, to doubt L. Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious How about, how about hypnosis? Let's get through... Psychosis? Psychosis? Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler, you know. Hello, and welcome to episode 228 of the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonet. Hey, friend. What's going on, friend? Not much. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Back for another edition of the WrestleCast. Mm-hmm. The WrestleCast can be found on the CSPN. You can find the CSPN on the web at CSPN.us. You can also subscribe to the podcast through iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Spotify and YouTube. So, Miss Didi Jonay, we're gonna get mm-hmm. right into the reviews this week. No time for news because we had a <laughs> pay per view this past Sunday. Thanks to everybody who participated in the hashtag Cast in the Fast Lane. We greatly appreciate everybody sharing their commentary with color. So, Absolutely. we'll start off with the kickoff show. I'll be doing this review on my own. Because I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> Big E and Xavier Woods, The New Day, took on Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev. Xavier tries a tope, but he's caught and he gets powerbombed on the floor. Back in the ring, Rusev covers Xavier Woods for a two count. The accolades follows and Woods fights to get out of it. Big E, he takes out Nakamura and Xavier Woods rolls up Rusev for a two count. Big E, he tags himself in, the New Day hits the midnight hour, and the New Day gets the victory. So, Didi, it's always good to watch Xavier get his shine in when he wrestles. Yes, because Xavier deserves. Yes, and it was good to see New Day get this win. This was awesome. We won the half for a while. I don't know if you saw this on Twitter, but on Saturday at whatever live show they were at, after the match, Big E was like, Shinsuke and, and Rusev, we, we got you. We we go we you know, we coming for you at Fast Lane. He's like, We got your number, we got your number. And uh <laughs> and uh and uh Rusev quote tweeted, he's like, Yeah, everybody knows my number, and he quoted Mike Jones's number. What? <laughs> yeah. So Rusev got black friends. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a good way to uh, start off Sunday heading into that match so mm-hmm. now it's time for the main show start off hot with the Usos versus Shane McMahon in the Miz for the Smackdown Tag Team Championships Shane looks to go coast to coast he does but he collides with Jay in midair to save Miz from a splash that was a pretty awesome looking spot Miz makes eye contact with his dad, and the Miz heads up top. He tries a frog splash, but of course, the Uso, Jay Uso, gets his knees up, and he cradles the Miz for the win. 
to the Usos retain the tag team championships. That's right. After the match, the Miz, he checks on Shane and then he hugs the Miz's dad. As they're mm-hmm. starting to go back up the ramp together, Shane turns and he attacks the Miz. Shane then locks on an inverted triangle as the Miz's dad watches on. So Shane laid in the the punches, puffed up the Miz a little bit, then made him pass out in the triangle, all the while taunting his dad. Shane is such a McMahon. <laughs> in the Miz's hometown, too. First match, Miz had the 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 Cleveland is awesome shirts and the color of the Cleveland Browns. I mean, they were loving it. Mm, well, nothing good ever happens in your hometown. You have to remember that. Yes, this is the WWE and Vince McMahon. Elias, he comes out and he recaps what just happened to Shane McMahon. <laughs> Our next match is Asuka versus Mandy Rose for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Asuka counters out of the implant buster. Then she hits a knee strike and Sonya gets a kendo stick. Well, when she went underneath the ring for the kendo stick, she left the ring apron up and Mandy slips on the ring apron that allows Asuka to hit a spin kick and Asuka pins Mandy to retain the title. Shit was weird. It didn't. They didn't execute it as cleanly as they could have to make it more noticeable. Like, I don't know what was on purpose and what was an accident. And I feel like that's an accident. <laughs> <laughs> she was supposed to leave the ring skirt up, but Mandy was supposed to, like, really slip on it. And she just kind of, like, stumbled. Not really. Like, uh, you know. Yeah. So. Interesting. Yeah, good ambition. Poor execution. It didn't even make sense because what was she going to do with the kendo stick? I guess she was going to try to, if Mandy reversed, you know, Asuka into the rope, she was going to hit her. What's the point of leaving it up? That doesn't even make sense. It's called foreshadowing. I mean, there there are better ways to break them up and make them have a love or quarrels. That's all I'm trying to say. (laughs) Kofi and the New Day, they meet with Vince because in the pre-show, Kofi got summoned to Vince's office. But it took like an hour for him to actually, you know, for the uh, Xavier and uh, Big E to be like, man, we just just go in here. So they bust up in Vince's office. The New Day pleads Kofi's case and Vince adds Kofi to a three-way match. But he says Big E and Xavier Woods are barred from ringside and the match is going to start right now. Hmm. So everybody thinks that we're going to get the WWE championship match right now. But instead, it's announced that the WWE title match has been moved to later and that Kofi has to compete in a handicap match and his opponents are going to be the bar. Events on that old bullshit again. I call racism. (laughs) Man, I was hot. Like, how in the hell he going to swerve us in the middle of a damn pay-per-view? I mean, it is Vince, so I feel like we should have known better. But how could you 
I will say that this was the most like unique way of um, fucking somebody over I've seen in quite a while. <laughs> Kofi, he's getting beat down most of the match. So he starts to fight back. He runs Sheamus into the post, but then he flies off the rope into a Cesaro uppercut. The bar hits the Doomsday device. Then they hit the bro kick. People are chanting boring. The bar refuses to pin Kofi. So finally, Woods and Biggie arrive, but Rusev and Nakamura cut them off and attack them on the uh, on the ramp. The bar hits the double team white noise, and they pin Kofi and put him out of his misery. Worst part of the whole night. Like, oh, that sucked. So terrible. So sad. And then if you're like me, you didn't watch the pre-show, you don't understand why Nakamura and Rusev have anything to do with it. Because there was no foreshadowing of their match, not really. Right. And I don't believe in pre-shows. So I was like, what are they doing? Just being nosy-ass heels. Mm-hmm. Elias, he's back again with another recap of what just happened to Kofi. Shane, he's backstage and he says he's not going to comment on what he did to the Miz tonight. It's time for the Raw Tag Team Championship match between The Revival, Chad Gable and Bobby Roode, and Ricochet and Aleister Black. Ricochet hits an over-the-post dive to wipe out Bobby Roode. Gable then hits a high cross, but Dawson cradles him for a two count. We get a blind tag by The Revival that leads to the Shatter Machine, and that finishes off Chad Gable, and the champs retain. After the match, all the teams brawl, and Ricochet and Aleister Black are the two who are left standing tall. Great match. A Great match. A clinic by the Revival, as always. Bobby Roode even held his own in there with all these high flyers and stuff. So <laughs> I really, I really enjoyed this match a lot. Um, these high flyers, I don't know if it's that they have no fear or that they practice really well or if they just don't love themselves. Because Ricochet jumping from in the ring to out of the ring past the stairs, that's a bold move, sir. <laughs> that's a bold ass move. And this is coming from somebody who've seen just about, we've seen probably more Ricochet than most people have from you know, watching Lucha Underground and stuff. And he still comes up with stuff that makes us go, huh? Absolutely. So another uh, alteration that took place during the kickoff show, the United States title match became a four-way. So Vince just blew up our who you got game. He didn't <laughs> give a damn about what we were trying to do over here on the WrestleCast this week. Because mm-hmm. uh, this pay-per-view, like, almost every match was changed somehow. Mm. Maybe they know about our game. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the U.S. title match is now Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio versus Andrade San Almas and R-Truth. The Hammerlock DDT by San Almas uh I forgot who he put that on, but R-Truth breaks it up. Andrade then hits the double knees on Samoa Joe, and Truth attacks and runs wild on San Amos and Joe. We get the axe kick from Truth on Andrade, and Joe makes the save. 
Joe then runs R-Truth into the post, and we get a Hurricane Rana by Rey Mysterio. The 619 connects, but Rey Mysterio misses the splash. Joe locks in the Coquina clutch, and Rey Mysterio Jr. passes out, and Samoa Joe retains the United States title. No points for everybody. <laughs> so, this was a fun match too. Two really good matches back to back. Multi team, a multi team tag team match, and then the multi man United States title match. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. both of those. Mm-hmm. Next up, the women's tag team championship match between Sasha Banks and Bailey. Versus Nia Jax and Tamina. Banks hits the Meteor and then the top rope elbow by Bailey follows up, but Tamina makes the save. Bailey gets stunned off the ropes, but she hits a Hurricane Rana and cradles Nia Jax for the win. Nia Jax and Tamina attack after the match and they brawl to the floor. Nia Jax tosses Banks over the announce table. They get in Beth Phoenix's face, who was on commentary, and Beth attacks Tamina. Nia Jax attacks Beth, rolls her into the ring, and Nia Jax hits a leg drop, and she almost knocked Tamina to the floor. Natalia, Natalia comes down. She comes to make the save, but she gets laid out as well. First of all, if you were on commissary, why are you getting off of commissary, bucking up in front of Nia Jax? Like, who do you think you are? Bethel and Phoenix. No. And then I don't appreciate everybody acting like, now nah, you did something wrong. You just supposed to let some white woman hit you in the face just because she on commentary? Not in Trump's America, I guess. I think she was taking up for Bailey and Sasha for the beatdown. But yeah, My she, business. She, she did on, throw the first blow. You're on announcements. <laughs> you're a guest here. You're a guest here. You don't get to try to defend the little guy. You're retired. And moreover, you hit her first. Like, you're supposed to let her hit you so at least you can be, like, the victim. You ain't the victim. You actually the instigator. And I'm not going to let nobody forget that you instigated it, Bethel and Phoenix. You did it. Not mine. But that's par for the course for white women in America, though. Listen, I ain't want to say it just like that, but <laughs> well, that's facts. You know, I can say it. I mean, you know. Next thing you know, their child will be up at USC. <laughs> so we have another alteration as it's announced that the WWE Championship match will still be a three-way. So Daniel Bryan and Kevin Owens come out to the ring. They await the third member of the match, and oh, yeah. it's Mustafa Ali. Kevin Owens, he gives the apron power bomb to Mustafa Ali. But Kevin Rowans, Kevin, but excuse me, Rowan <laughs> takes out Kevin Owens, tossing him over the barricade as Brian covers Ali for a two count. Daniel Bryan starts to slap Mustafa Ali around. He tells Mustafa Ali he doesn't deserve to be here. And Brian cuts off the high cross off the top rope with the Busuku knee. And Brian Danielson, or Daniel Bryan, gets the win. Cute. Sure. Took it took a, the crowd a minute to get into this match because like when Mustafa Lee came out, nobody was really cheering. They was just kind of like, I think they were expecting somebody bigger, <laughs> like Sami Zayn, Bray yeah. Wyatt. 
Yeah. I think Sammy is the only one that would have been like, ah! Because I think doing Mustafa makes sense if you remind people why it makes sense. Otherwise, it's just somebody who ain't Kofi. Right, right. And then, and then nobody cares. Yeah, they didn't do a good job of reminding people that Mustafa Ali pinned Daniel Bryan like around New Year's or so. And, right. You know, that's the reason, if anything, he actually deserves a title match, but he never got it because then he got a concussion. So. Right. Yes. That's where commentary could definitely fill in some gaps if they were allowed to just kind of work on their own. Or if they... <laughs> You're, you're real nice blaming Vince. You know, he is a Republican, so it probably is. <laughs> we have Becky Lynch versus Charlotte with the stipulation of if Becky Lynch wins, she joins the WrestleMania Raw Women's title match. Becky locks in the disarmor, but Charlotte escapes and counters into the figure eight. Ronda Rousey comes running down. She attacks Becky, which causes a DQ. And Becky Lynch is announced the winner due to Ronda Rousey's interference. And Charlotte is pissed. (laughs) But Becky, my favorite, is very happy. Yes, I think everybody kind of saw this coming. I'll be honest, I didn't. Oh, you didn't see Rhonda uh, making sure that Becky got in there? No, because maybe because her timing is shitty. But it just seemed like she was just being Rhonda. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it didn't even seem like, ooh, let me make sure I get what I want. Like, it just seemed like I have a bad attitude. I think I can do what I want. And right now, while she's distracted, I want to hit Becky in her throat. But I mean, I did like the way she played it afterward, where she kind of leaned up against the wall, like, what you gonna do? You don't go do that there. And they didn't give her the microphone, so she couldn't ruin it. It was all in the face. That worked for me. <laughs> Elias is back one more time for one more My recap. Favorite. My favorite. He gets distracted, though, because oh. here comes Lacey Evans. Ooh. While he's distracted looking at Lacey, Randy Orton arrives and he RKO's Elias. But before Randy could really, you know, uh, be impressed with what he just did, AJ Styles arrives and he lays out Randy Orton with the springboard forearm. So. Some Elias has been avenged. <laughs> AJ Styles sticking up for Elias. This is some kind of way, like a D.D. Jonay uh, fan fiction. It's because out. he owes me rent. <laughs> I, I told him it'd be okay if he was a little late if he just did a last little favor. <laughs> Main event time for Fastlane as we have The Shield going up against Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre, and Bobby Lashley. Drew and Lashley they join uh, Drew McIntyre. Uh, Drew and Lashley join Drew McIntyre. They dismantled the announce table. And they looked to power bomb Roman Reigns, but Seth Rollins and Ambrose to make the save. Rollins hits the blackout on Bobby Lashley. Roman Reigns spears Corbin, and they swarm Drew McIntyre. 
The Shield then powerbombed Drew through the announce table, and in the ring, they surround Corbin. Corbin knows that he's doomed, so there's a super kick, a Superman punch, the dirty deeds, and finally, the Shield powerbomb. And the Shield pins Baron Corbin for the win one last time. Yeah. Uh, Seth Rollins uh, with a spectacular dive off of, I don't know what those were, some st- the concession stand or something he was on top of. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bobby, last time, I'm surprised he didn't have a concussion because he hit his head really hard on that wood that was down there. Uh, Seth Rollins was super hyped when they were got, getting ready to uh, do the shield powerbomb to Baron Corbin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had to bleep him out because he, he got a little bit too excited. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Here's my thing. If we can curse on basic cable, we should be able to curse on the pay-per-view. Like, come on. Yeah, but I don't know if you can get away with uh, MFing on, on, you know, they still got kids watching. You can say shit. And it was like 11 o'clock almost. That's <laughs> all. Your child really should have been asleep anyway. Like, that's just poor parenting on your part. Yeah, the five second uh, or seven second delay through streaming, they they got a chance to definitely edit it out. But yeah, you can still see and hear what he was saying. Oh yeah, everybody knows what he's saying. It's really clear. Oh yeah. Oh, also, congratulations to Magnum Prime for winning Who You Got. Oh, he won the disjointed version of Who You Got? Yeah. He won with seven. We both tied with five. Man. I don't know how he does it. I don't either. Yeah, he's very good at it. He's very good. He's very, very good at it. <laughs> so what was your overall impression of Fastlane? I mean, it was nice. It wasn't... You know what? It is what it is. And what it is is the precursor to WrestleMania. So like, it gets you ready, but it doesn't give you too much. So it sets you up. For the Kofi story, it sets you up for Ronda and Becky and Charlotte. Um, they give you a lot of matches with a lot of different people. They're bringing back Beth Phoenix. And it's like, so it's a lot of setup. And for that, it, they did a good job with all the setup. So I would give it 8 out of 10. Okay. Nah, that's a lot. Nah, I give it 7 out of 10. <laughs> it yeah. Very high. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm a strong 7. You know, there was nothing wrong with it. It's just that, like you said, it's that pay-per-view right before WrestleMania. So everybody's, it's a lot of setup and everybody's trying to not get hurt. Even though Ricochet, I don't know if he is, is playing by those rules. Cause. Hello, boy. Wait a minute. Did Owens did almost die at Fastlane or on Raw? It was um, Fastlane, wasn't it? Well, it, I what I can't remember what spot you're talking about. Oh yeah, when, it was uh, when fast he died, yeah, when he dove out and almost hit the table. He dove out, and I'm talking inches, millimeters. Yeah, Mill, like the barest of space in between where his head was and where the edge of that announce table was. And I was like, my God, we almost saw. That was about to be traumatizing. Yeah, I haven't seen, I haven't seen such since you know that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But it was it was about to be terrible. Yeah, yeah, it could have been really bad. But luckily, 
things. That Luckily, you, you know, these these people are made out of like um clearly not bone. Must be all cartilage. Because <laughs> Ricochet fell on his neck, that didn't seem to bother him. Jumping over steel steps, and it's like I know they're like quote unquote steel steps, but still, if you fall on it, it's like it's a fucking step. Like it's not gonna be comfortable. She would don't care. It's like bones don't break. I'm fine. Injuries, I'm not familiar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the Russell Cast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente. I'm here with my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonet. And we're going to move over to Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw was taking place from Pittsburgh. So we'll go ahead and give Mel her shout out now because Mel always gets shout outs. Always. <laughs> and also, it's the home of Elias. Yeah, and Corey Graves. But most importantly, Elias. <laughs> Kurt Angle. But Elias. Yeah, Elias as well. Yes. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. Uh, this is the Shield's farewell address. Rain says if last night was the last night of the Shield, then he has no regret as he got to do what he loves with who he loves. Ambrose has business to take care of and Reigns teases a singles match for tonight. He then says that Seth has the real business to deal with and Reigns says Rollins will slay the beast and win the title. So they close with the fist bump. Seth Rollins stays in the ring and says the shield burned it down last night. He's interrupted by Paul Heyman. They banter as Rollins says Styles, Balor, and Brian took Brock to the limit. He says Brock has an issue with smaller guys, but the others weren't him. He's bringing the title back to Raw. Paul says that Brock didn't have time to prepare for those other matches, but Rollins just runs his mouth and Paul runs a Brock video package. Paul says Brock has had fantasies about the sick things he'll do to Seth Rollins. That's when Shelton Benjamin arrives and delivers German suplexes on Seth Rollins. So, Miss Didi, mm. Shelton Benjamin has come to do the bidding of his former it, teammate. Yes. It did nothing for me until the Twitters reminded me that they have history. Mm-hmm. Because before that, I was like, so you went out of the woodwork and found Shelton Benjamin to do your dirty work? But with the understanding of that's my bestie and probably the only person Brock Lesnar likes besides Paul Heyman. <laughs> so it goes to the commercial. And of course, in the commercial, the match was made. So Seth Rollins is facing off against Shelton Benjamin. Seth Rollins counters the power bomb and he hits a Hurricane Rana. Rollins follows with chops, then he hits Sling Blade and hits an Enziguri and a Springboard clothesline for a two count. Shelton Benjamin cuts him off with the German suplex, but Rollins cuts him back off with the super kick and he hits the blackout. And Seth Rollins gets the win. Yay! Good match, Shelton Benjamin, Monday Night Raw legend. So it's good to see him back on Monday Night Raw. Hopefully uh, he sticks around with Paul Heyman and they maybe give him a push a little bit with Heyman talking for him. That could work out. That'd be cool. That could work, yeah. That would be cool. Intercontinental title match, Finn Balor faces off against Bobby Lashley for the 27th time on Monday Night Raw. Lashley cuts Finn Balor off. He slams him into the corner, but Balor cradles him for a two count. 
the sling blade by Finn Balor follows, and then we get the shotgun dropkick. The bell rings, and it's Leo Rush. So, of course, Finn Balor is distracted, and he takes out Leo Rush. He springs boards into a spear from Bobby Lashley. Lashley makes the pin, and Bobby Lashley is your new Intercontinental Champion. So, Leo, mm. Leo Rush redeeming himself for losing the title and then going out there and getting beat when Finn Balor gave him a title shot. So, he comes through for Bobby Lashley. Yay, black people. Corbin He's just so boring. Bobby Lashley? Of course. Yes. He's like a black hole of interest. Like, anytime <laughs> I think I care, just, nope. <laughs> Baron Corbin talks about his match and his issues with Roman Reigns. He says he wanted Reigns gone, and there is no way he's 100%. Corbin claims that he carried Raw in Roman's absence. Ronda Rousey, she comes out. She tells the crowd to shove their applause and calls them bitches. She says that the crowd deserves Becky because she's a coward. Ronda says she's here to embarrass Becky and Charlotte at WrestleMania which is why she got Charlotte disqualified last night so that she can expose them and walk through both of them. She'd be embarrassed if she broke a sweat and says her opponents are jokes. Mm. Dana Brooke has had enough. She comes down, <laughs> she's sick of Rousey's bullshit, and she says she loves WWE. She fights for her chances, and she never gets matches, but she wants a chance, and she wants a <laughs> match right now. Ronda attacks Dana and kicks her around and basically beats her ass. Rousey tosses her with a a couple of throws and then she hits the Piper's Pit. And then Ronda Rousey knocked down a ref and then she finally decided that she'd beat enough ass and she gets out of the ring. Mm. I know you have have more than ums to say, so go ahead. This is the floor is open to you. I don't like her. And what did they even do to her face? But that's okay. I don't like Ronda Rousey. If it makes anybody feel better, I never liked Ronda Rousey. And I don't like her. And she's annoying. And I need her to take off the kilt. And I need her to stop wearing clothes that look like Rowdy Roddy Piper. Because he would not approve of her shenanigans. That's all I'll say about that. Because I don't like her. How did you feel about Dana Brooke sticking up for kayfabe? I mean, I would have appreciated if it appreciated it if it were a wrestler who I had faith could beat Ronda Rousey on TV. Like, you know, had Natty said something, had Sasha said something, had Bailey said something, had Naya or Tamina. But no, you gonna go. First of all, what would have been hilarious is if they had got Alicia to do it. <laughs> but I'm a little messy like uh, that. I like how you're thinking. <laughs> that would have been fun. So Alistair Black and Ricochet, they're going up against Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. You get the hot tag to Ricochet. He runs wild, but he gets cut off with the blockbuster German suplex combination. Ricochet battles back with the Lariat. He tags in Aleister Black. We get a Benadriller by Ricochet that takes out Chad Gable. The Black Mass finishes off Bobby Roode. 
and Aleister Black and Ricochet are your winners. After the match, the Revival, they attack the winners from behind and lay them out. So I guess we're kind of maybe talking about a Revival versus Aleister Black and Ricochet tag team title match at Mania, maybe? Was it set up for that? You mean on the kickoff show? Sure, probably. <laughs> no, I don't think Aleister Black and Ricochet are, are kickoff material. I think they're main show guys. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, we might have to put like a croissant on that or something. Yeah, I'm gonna put two ninety nine on. <laughs> we have moment of bliss, where Alexa Bliss announces who's gonna be this year's host of WrestleMania. After much pause and drama and speculation, it's gonna be Alexa Bliss. So, yes. So. Did you know about this? I did not know about this. I kind of figured it while she was doing her soliloquy. I was like, is it her? Because <laughs> it was like, realistically, who else does anybody care about? Like, Because I was like, at first I was like, we, I thought we already established it was Colin and Michael. But I guess they're commentary. The, the correspondence. Like. Correspondence. Like, I don't, I don't quite know what it means in the context, but I guess it's not for me to know. No. I think the WWE just makes things up, and that's okay. This just tells me that Alexa Bliss is probably still not 100% to wrestle. Oh, it could have been Elias. Elias would have been a good host. Yeah, that would have been cool. And he could have given... Actually, I don't know. But Elias would have been good. Talking... I kind of appreciate... I'm sorry. I kind okay. of appreciate that Elias doesn't wrestle. <laughs> Best gimmick ever, right? It's like, like I'm sure he can wrestle, but he's like, mm, don't need to. <laughs> he wrestles like once a month. I think that's great. He's gonna live to a very long age. Back is gonna be great. Neck won't give him problems. Knees are gonna be in great working order. Smartest guy in the business. Braun Strowman, speaking of the SNL correspondence, he talks about <laughs> jacking up uh, the Colin kid last week. <laughs> He's informed that his car has arrived, which confuses Braun. Braun finds a car out back with a big bow on it. It's a sweet looking red convertible, and it's from Colin. So what does Braun do? He rips the door off of it and complains he can't even fit in it. He rips off the hood breaks off the front bumpers and just totally does straight Zangief and destroys the car. Your thoughts? He don't even like red. When you ever seen Braun Strowman in a red outfit? <laughs> I was to get him a red car. <laughs> it's Colin's fault. Wasting his own money. Elias, he comes out to play a tune. <laughs> the hometown crowd, they love him. Mm-hmm. Then he turns on the crowd and starts to trash them. <laughs> no way Jose arrives. He dances to the ring and Elias has had enough. He attacks No Way Jose. He kicks his ass and he kicks a few of the people in the conga lines his ass too. <laughs> Just to let you know shit ain't sweet. <laughs> we have this week's WWE Hall of Fame announcement and the Harlem Heat 
are going to go into the WWE Hall of Fame this year. So WWE about five years late <laughs> when it comes to putting Harlem Heat in the Hall of Fame. They've already been here in the WrestleCast Hall of Fame. So congrats to the Harlem Heat. Stevie Ray especially. Stevie Ray is going to be a Hall of Famer, and that's awesome. There's so much of this podcast that was uh, generated and has flourished because of Stevie Ray. So big ups to him and Booker T, a two-time Hall of Famer. We get Didi's favorite part of the show, the Lacey Evans runway walk. Oh, boy. And that was time for Nia Jax versus Natalia. Natalia brings out Beth Phoenix to be in her corner, and Tamina is also at ringside. Natalia attacks at the bell, but Nia Jax cuts her off. Tamina and Beth get involved, and of course, we get a disqualification. Beth Phoenix cleans house and stands tall. We flash to the back, and Sasha Banks and Bailey have attacked Nia Jax and Tamina as soon as they got through the curtain in the gorilla position. So that was pretty cool to see uh, Sasha and Bailey be like, oh, no, it's on site. <laughs> and uh, your thoughts on the Divas of Doom in the mix in 2019? Um, I thought she retired. <laughs> it's WrestleMania. You know, this is the time of year when people unretire. Why her? Like, okay, am I the only one? I'm truly the only one who finds her boring. Really? Really? She's prettier than I remember, though. So I will say that. She's a very pretty woman. I still don't want her on my seat. <laughs> it's time for the Triple H and Batista face-to-face. Triple H, he has on the leather jacket and the tape fist, so we know he's serious. Batista arrives, but he stays on the ramp, and he has a whole bunch of personal security. Triple H asks him to come to the ring, and he mocks his uh, security. Batista says he's not stupid. He learned from Triple H and Ric Flair, and he says Triple H underestimates him and that they will do things on his terms. Triple H refuses to give Batista what he wants, and mocks him for quitting the WWE. Triple H then calls the security the guardians of the independent scene. Batista says he quit to get away from Triple H holding him down. Batista promises to hurt who Triple H loves if he doesn't get what he wants. Batista says Triple H wants it bad, and he wants a match at Mania. Triple H says he's on. Batista thanks him so he can end his career on his terms and in Triple H's career, also on his terms. Triple H tells him to dig deep, find the animal, because the match will be on Triple H's terms, which is no rules, no restrictions, and no hose bar. Uh, this was pretty good. I liked it. What did you think about Batista's outfit? <laughs> um, I thought that uh, it was very funny that uh, I was like oh man Triple H is dressed in his uh, I'm going to swing my sledgehammer 
outfit tonight. And then like Batista's like, hey, Hunter, where's your sledgehammer? I know you got it around here somewhere. I'm not stupid. I'm not coming down to the ring. <laughs> so I was like, he be knowing. Right. So Kurt Angle, he talks about his future. Angle arrives and says that uh, he has his gear on. He talks about competing in the Olympics. He says, you know, that path led him to WWE, and he's faced the very best from The Rock, Steve Austin, Triple H, and on down the line. Pittsburgh has always been his home, and at WrestleMania, he will compete in his farewell match. He thanks WWE and the fans, and tonight he will have a final match in Pittsburgh. Kurt Angle comes out to face Apollo Crews as the challenger. Cruz counters the angle slam. He hits an insecure and a standing moonsault for a two count. Cruz heads up top, but he misses a frog splash. The angle slam connects, and Kurt Angle gets the win in his hometown. See, there is a happy ending. <laughs> Apollo volunteered himself, though. <laughs> okay. Drew McIntyre attacks Roman Reigns during his entrance and he beats him down. He runs Roman into the post and they brawl at ringside until Drew hits the Claymore. Drew then hits another Claymore, sending Reigns into the post head first. Drew tells him that just this, this is just the beginning and this should basically maybe be the setup for a Drew McIntyre-Roman Reigns match at WrestleMania. Seth Rollins comes down to check on Roman. Roman says that he's good. But Seth is like, man, you need to go get checked out. You know, don't, don't, don't wrestle. Go get looked at. So backstage, Rollins and Ambrose take Roman to the trainer. Ambrose runs into Triple H and says he wants Drew right now. No disqualification, no count out, and falls count anywhere. So our main event: Drew McIntyre versus Dean Ambrose. Ambrose gets a roll up for a two count. Drew takes Dean down and then clears off the announce table only for Ambrose to suplex him onto it. Ambrose follows with right, hits a low blow by and then a low blow by Drew, and then he Lauren darts Ambrose into the LED board. He does uh, he does it again and he covers Ambrose for a two count. They trade slaps. Drew then traps Dean Ambrose in a railing, and then he gives him the Claymore. And gets the win. And he leaves Dean Ambrose land because Dean Ambrose comes up one more time and Drew Claymores him again as we go off television. You can't forget in a situation like this, sure, this might be Dean Ambrose's wheelhouse. Falls count anywhere. No disqualification. But the rules are the same on both sides. That just means there are more options. Four ways for oh, McIntyre to hurt you. McIntyre trying to throw Ambrose out of the... Out of the press box area there. Drew McIntyre has complete disregard for others' well-being. Ambrose is biting his fingers. Ambrose doing anything he can to survive. No disqualification working in the favor of Ambrose. And Ambrose launching himself into McIntyre. Oh. 
how he made it. Oh, no. back in what the tire. hell? It's legal. He doesn't blow. care. Ambrose did it earlier. Perfectly legal. And once again, Ambrose asked for this. Oh, oh my God. God. Are you kidding me? McIntyre's lost his damn Oh, my mind. God. I cannot, I cannot believe that. And McIntyre now driving Ambrose right into the LED boards. Cover. Falls count anywhere. And Ambrose somehow still in this. That Dean Ambrose asked for this. It was Ambrose that wanted falls count anywhere. No disqualification. And look at oh. Dean can't even stand missing wildly with that right hand. Don't give up, Dean. Come on, team. Come on, team. Come on, team. Come on. Oh, my God. Is there no lengths to which McIntyre will go? McIntyre's not going to stop as long as Dean Ambrose is Ambrose still is moving. caught in that, in that railing. Ambrose is trapped. He's trapped in the railing. Claymore oh. kick off the side of the face of Dean Ambrose. Knocking Ambrose off the stage, handrail and all. McIntyre into the cover, three, and mercilessly, this is over. Here's your winner, Drew McIntyre. There is no man today that is more dangerous in WWE than Drew McIntyre. I don't give a damn what anybody says. This man wants to hurt people. This man cares about nobody but himself. And he has put the entire WWE on notice tonight. Now, Ms. Didi Janae, I know that a lot of people are disappointed that Renee doesn't get involved when Dean Ambrose is getting his ass beat in these situations. If you're not going to do anything, then it should have been because, you know, Corey or Michael was holding you back. It shouldn't be because you were standing there looking at the damn monitor while your husband got it past you. <laughs> like, no. So, like, this is the world you gave me. In the world you gave me, that's your husband. Which means, in kayfabe world, you're watching your husband get his ass beat from five feet away and you've done nothing. That makes you an awful wife. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you're terrible. And I don't even really need her to do anything, but I would have appreciated like a hand on her wrist, like, no, Renee, you can't go over there. He's a psycho. Like, just nothing. Your thoughts on this week's Monday Night Raw? Um, no way Jose's hair was really bright. <laughs> it's awful orange. What is it? Green? Lime green. The lime green, I think. Electric green. Um, yeah, it was good. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was okay. It was quite okay. I thought that the Batista segment was really strong. The setup with uh, the Divas of Doom and Tamina, Nia Jax, and Bailey and Sasha. I like that. Um, the tag team match, Aleister Black and Ricochet versus Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. That was really good. That was enough to give it like an eight for me. I thought it was pretty strong. Oh, and the main event was good too. 
Dean Ambrose continues his losing streak on Raw. I will, I will say, it didn't work out the way I thought it worked. It was going to work out. But I thought in my head, telling Drew McIntyre, you want a no DQ match, no holes bar, false count anywhere, has to be the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> now, like, I thought it was going to be Bobby Lashley and them coming to, like, whip his ass as a collective. So I guess I'm happy that Drew could just beat his ass on his own. But I like. I just knew it was like, like, why would you say no DQ? Like, that's always a signal of they're going to get help. So I guess I'm happy that I was proven wrong in that instance. But but I'm not shocked it ended. But those are the matches that Dean Ambrose are the best at. His regular wrestling matches aren't that entertaining. But his brawls are really good. Fair. I just, you know, logically speaking. I would never be like, yeah, I definitely want a no holds bar match with you. <laughs> no DQ. You and me, Drew McIntyre. Like, what? No. All the DQs. <laughs> like, let's stay in this little square. <laughs> or, <laughs> where's the steel chair? <laughs> so, I'm going to turn it over to you, Miss Didi Janet, because it's time for SmackDown Matters. And SmackDown does indeed matter. Um, they are in Dayton, Ohio. Shane has arrived. And he has his <laughs> his sweet Saudi money approved best in the world trophy with him. He makes the ring announcer announce him twice. Because the first time he announced him as best in the world, he didn't say it like he meant it. So he had to do it again. So he tells us he attacked him as, why do I have a stick in my Ow. Ow. Jesus Christ. He attacked him as because he's sick of it. Sick of having to help others get ahead. Like, that's totally your job, and he's actually the boss. But anyway, that all stopped on Sunday. He's the best in the world because he was born that way. See, that's that Republican bullshit. That's that USC bullshit. Now, he will start doing things for him, and it will. And it felt good when he beat down The Miz in front of his daddy. It was liberating. So we should get used to this. He tells The Miz that ow, he demands a match on Mania so that he can continue kicking ass. How can you demand a match that you have the power to create? Is that how that works? I feel like it's not. Anywho. Aleister Black and the Ricochet have a match with the Hardys versus Shayna Cesaro, aka The Bar, and Rusev and Nakamura. Matt runs wild, tags in Jeff, and uh, the poetry in motion connects. It breaks down into a big move buffet as Jeff hits a twist of fate. The Swanton gets a two. There's some more brawling. The New Day hit the ring. And beat up all eight men for a no contest because fuck you. That's why. That was straight NWO. Three dudes beat up eight. When you real angry, you could do all things. Ooh, spicy chicken nuggets. I digress. Um, Randy Orton arrives. You can see why I was distracted by food. All Live says that he doesn't understand why this is AJ's house because it's mine. That's why. This is not AJ's, it's mine. But anyway, he says that he was here in 2002 while AJ was working bingo halls for $10 and Orton was winning world titles. Or in mocks AJ for getting a stand in Florida with Dixie Carter. And that's why this is the house, the house Orton built. That's a merity of him. AJ arrives and says Orton followed his career closely for someone who hates the Indies. Orton may have built may be built for this WWE, and he wouldn't have made it in AJ's world. AJ 
says that the RPO is a ripoff of the diamond cutter. Can we get a ruling on that, Dominic? Uh, the diamond cutter whispers. So then, Orton mocks AJ's indie friends, but AJ said, Orton is surrounded by the indie friends in the back. And their dad didn't get them a job. Boom, roasted. Again, USC. AJ says Orton has always had help, but Orton says he did more at 24 than Orton ever will. Huh? No. Orton says he did more at 24 than AJ ever will. AJ reminds him of Evolution, Legacy, Rated RKO, and the Wyatt family. AJ says Randy uses everyone and tosses them aside, and AJ refuses to be a victim. Orton says as long as AJ rents a room in his whose house? Yo. Dee's house. You're so disrespectful. Okay, I'll get over it. As long as AJ rents a room in his house, quote unquote, rent is due, apparently to him. And AJ can make it out to RKL the nerve. Anyway. So anyway, AJ challenges him to a match at Mania. I'm just so disrespected. Like, I feel <laughs> so many feels. Like, <laughs> apparently it's your house. Apparently you get checks. Like, what? What? Gas. But anyway, next match. Oscar versus Sonya Deville. Uh, they trade strikes. There's a pop-up need by Oscar and Sonya Bills. Oscar takes out Mandy, and Mandy accidentally trips Sonya. And the Oscar lock finishes Sonya as they're walking. Um, as they're walking out, the fans are like, "Hit her!" And some people are like, "Sonya hit Mandy," and some people are like, "Mandy hit Sonya." I just want one of them to hit the other. I really don't particularly care who, but like, it's made to happen. I want it to happen. Sooner than later. But anyway, the double iconics challenged Sasha and Bailey to a tag title match, saying that apparently the girls have been ducking them since they won the titles. I don't know that that's true. Also, your fave has a new hair color. She changed it from the brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Peyton Royce is beautiful. Sure. I don't know which one that is. Is that brown hair? Yes. I'm still not good with the name. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, they look. They not. They don't actually look alike, but they look less alike now that their hairs are two like discernibly different colors. So I'm a fan of that. Um, but out comes our favorite person, the man. She says it feels good to be back, and it feels good to walk to the ring sans help no crutch she said everyone got brave when she got hurt suspended and arrested but she's back now she's back in the main event of mania she set this match in motion which she earned her way into twice while vince shoehorned charlotte into because charlotte didn't earn it she said she outsmarted rousey and rousey did her bidding aka got her ass back in the match to going to take rousey's title and arm and is taking what's hers charlotte arrives and says Ricky Lynch finally made it into her main event. Charlotte says she's been putting in all the work. She's been hot for four years, while Becky has only been hot for six months. The fans feel sorry for Becky, like Charlotte and Rousey do. She says Lynch got a handout, but still takes credit. Charlotte will make 
Becky and Ron's irrelevant. Becky says Charlotte did nothing for four years. We don't need a queen. We need the man. Basically, she's trying to say, yeah, you were on top of the um, women's division for four years, but what did you do while you were on top? Who paid attention to us while you were on top? The answer is nobody. So, you know, and I will say, Daniel Bryan just met with Vince to talk about Kofi. He and Rowan will face Owens and Ali tonight. So that'll be a nice tag match. Oh, another tag match. Rey Mysterio and R-Truth versus Samoa Joseph. And we call him CN Owens. Uh, R-Truth does the same tribute moves, but Hojo saves CN. Truth cuts him off, but he's a super kick. Rey tags in, hits a missile drop kick. He's a 619 on both opponents. And then Ray Cradles Joe and picks up the Ray Cradles Joe and picks up the win. Ray Mysterio is um, an older fella, which means he's been wrestling for quite a while, which means he's smart. He got the fuck out of the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, our truth and Cian Amos are a little slower on the uptake, and Joe laid them out post match. Ray didn't have. So next is your main event besides the talking KO and Mustafa versus Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan. Owens tags in, super kicks Eric. They brawl to the floor. Ali fights off Daniel Bryan. Rowan cuts him off and hits face palm slam for the win. And now Rowan trying to destroy Kevin Owens, the big insurance policy of the champion. Kevin Owens breaks free, makes the tag to Ali. Ali saw it through the sky, but the power of Rowan is unmatched. Look at this. 300 plus pounder Ali somehow able to evade. Rowan catches a kick. Right between the eyes of Rowan. Ali trying to roll. Oh, gosh. And now a boot to Kevin Owens by Rowan. Great job by Daniel Bryan trying to slow up Mustafa Ali. Got a hold of the left leg. Mustafa Ali trying to reach out to KO. Now Ali, great counter. Stabber to the champion. And now Ali trying to end the match. And Rowan hit right to the forehand. Remember his... Oh, Ali's second week on SmackDown where he pinned Daniel Bryan. Hey, wait a minute. Went for a stunner. Kevin Owens. Oh, wait a minute. Ooh, Kevin Owens with a super kick. Rowan's still up. Double super kick sends him out. Still on his feet, though. Yeah, and Owens right there on his tail. Kevin Owens. Oh, man. I think he was lining up for a cannonball. Rowan tracked him down. Offset in a barricade. Remember, it was Kevin Owens who had double knee surgery back in October. Missed four months. Ali with a reversal. Ali back inside the ring off Brian's shoulders. Down on the champion. Cover now by Brian. Tag made by Rowan. Ali's not aware that Rowan is legal now. He's about to be. Uh oh. No, no, no. No, no. And Rowan. Rowan's got a hold of Ali. Smashed into the mat. Cover. Is all of the talking. Vince McMahon comes out and says he has a WWE 
championship opportunity for Kofi tonight. He says he never said Kofi was in the WWE Fastlane match for the title. He provided Kofi with a teachable moment. New Day Rise, Big E, ain't for the bullshit. He said they jumped through hoops for WWE. They never complain, and they still get treated like garbage. Kofi deserves. Vince disagrees and says no one deserves anything. Mm. Spoken like a rich Caucasian male, I swear. Big E says this is bigger than Vince's ego. Vince says nothing is bigger than his ego. Wood says they have earned their chances. Kofi beat WWE champions but never got a shot. The WWE fans demand that Kofi get his chance. Vince says that Kofi isn't worthy of a WWE championship match. And if he was, it would have happened a long time ago. He says, yes, Kofi's impressive. Yes, Kofi will be in the Hall of Fame eventually, but only as part of the New Day. At your age, you have these young guys doing all the work while Kofi steals the glory. Vince says that Daniel Bryan called Kofi a B-plus player. Mm. That's, that's, that's just wrong. Kofi says he don't want no free ride or a handout. He said 11 years ago, he came to the WWE with a dream, and now he lives a blessed life. He's been through some things. At first, he was Jamaican. Now we know he's African. He has grown over the years. He says he thinks he's proven he's worthy. He doesn't complain. He busts his ass. Others get opportunities first anyway. He says he misses misses special events and has never taken his kids trick-or-treating because he's here. He says, you have never allowed someone like me, read blackity black, to compete for the title. But I have never complained. What do I need to do? To get it. So, Vince says, bet, you gotta be Randy Orton. Okay, New Day's annoyed, we can work with it. Ooh, Samoa Joseph arrives. Vince says, nope, you gotta beat him too. Now they're a little bit more upset. Then, there's Ray, Brian, Rowan, and the bar. And now they're pissed. And now Vince says, if Kofi can run the gauntlet next week and beat all of them niggas, he's in the... He's in the WrestleMania match. So all of them dudes that Kofi got to fight, they rush the ring. And then New Day fight them off. Because nothing is better than being pissed for fighting. And that is how you smack down ends for the week. Man, talk about stacking the deck. They just didn't play no games with the Kofi. I like that they was a little that they was pissed this with this week though. Like I watched this the uh, J to the Max edition. Yeah, which means late night. And I was like after they broke up that first match, I was like shit, New Day New Day needs to come through and interrupt everything that's lame. <laughs> if it's a whack match, they just come in and beat up everybody. I would be lit. Yeah. Be like, we're going to keep doing this until Vince McMahon comes out here and gets Kofi in this match. You know, take over your show. <laughs> but, yeah, that strong, that closing angle was pretty strong. Yeah, it was. I know that was triggering for a lot of our fans. 
I mean, sometimes, even in a kayfabe life, you need them to say what you've been thinking all this time. You're right. And when he hit that, you never let somebody that looks like me compete for the title. Mm-hmm. No lies were told. No, no, they weren't. Final grade on SmackDown? I will give it. Oh, I like the story action. So, storyline over actual matches, I'll give it an eight. Okay. I'll give it an eight and a half. Nice. All right. So, now we're moving to our final review NXT. If we're going into the semifinals of the Dusty Classic. So we have the Forgotten Sons versus Mustache Mountain. Tyler Bate goes up tight and he hits the spiral tap, but Cutler makes the save. Trent Seven tags in. The Lariat Dragon Suplex combination follows for a two count as Jackson Riker gets involved. Tyler Bate follows with a tope. Bate then gets tossed off the top rope and leveled by Jackson Riker. The Forgotten Sons hit the stomp reverse DDT combo, and they get the win. This was some bullshit. God, the Forgotten Sons are awful. I was not happy about this. Forgotten Sons are awful? Yes. I don't know that I know who those people are. That's why they're the Forgotten Sons. Well, then I know they're not better than Tyler. <laughs> right. Tyler is icon. Yes, he is. Ah. So, Matt Riddle's doing a promo. He comments on confronting Velveteen Dream last week. Adam Cole arrives and says, Riddle is delusional as he will be the next North American champion. Riddle challenges Adam Cole to a match. We have a number one women's contenders match between Io Shirai and Bianca Belair. NXT Women's Champion Shayna Baszler joins the commentary. The double knees by Io uh, connect, but Belair cuts off the moonsault and hair whips Io. Belair goes up top, and Io Shirai cuts her off and follows up with the top rope hurricane run. Io heads up top. She goes for the moonsault, but Bianca gets her knees up. We get the spear by Bianca, and then Shayna Baszler heads to the ring and pulls out EO for the DQ. Shayna chokes out Bianca Belair, and Kari Sane arrives for the save, but she gets choked out as well. EO Shirai makes the save for Kari, but then she ends up getting choked out. So we've got three women laid out in the ring. At the hands of Shayna Baszler. None of whom were Binky. Oh, yes. Binky was laid out first. Oh. She got Binky first. She went. You, you always go for the most dangerous one first. True. Very true. Yeah, so this was really impressive by Shayna Baszler. You would not have been happy. Oh, well, I'm glad I didn't watch. <laughs> yeah, you would have threw something. We take a look back at Keith Lee versus uh, Dijakovic. 
They then had a confrontation at the PC and they will face off again next week. Shanna Baser comments on her attack. She proved that no one deserves a shot at her title. And she's informed that takeover. She will now face off against the three women. She just choked out. So it will be a fatal four way for the NXT women's title at takeover New York. Hopefully Bianca Belair can win the belt. That would be smooth. Wouldn't it be good? Kofi and Bianca, the champions on the same weekend. We can dream. We can hope. We can wish. (laughs) If we go 50% on that, that would be a good weekend. Alistair Black. Yeah, I guess oh. that's the best, best we can hope for. Yeah, for sure. Alistair Black and Ricochet, they face off against DIY. Ciampa hits the Tower of London on the apron to Black. And Johnny Gargano hits the Slingshot DDT for two count. The Gargano escape follows. Ciampa gets an armbar on Ricochet. Ricochet powers up. And he hits a Death Valley Jobber onto Gargano to save Aleister Black. Gargano is now favoring his knee. Ciampa has to go at it alone for now. And he starts trading strikes with Ricochet. We get a knee strike by Ciampa, but Ricochet counters back with a kick. Gargano is struggling to get to the apron, but he falls back down to the floor. Black tags in. He hits the Black Mask. Ricochet hits the 630. And Ricochet and Aleister Black get the win. Post-match, DIY is disappointed as Candice LeRae comes down to check on Johnny Gargano. Ciampa joins them, checking on Gargano and helping him up the ramp. Gargano falls, and just when you think that the Ciampa attack is coming, Gargano cuts him off and he attacks, slamming Ciampa into the LED board for some sweet revenge, showing that his knee was fine. After all, he lays out Ciampa as Candice LeRae smiles on in the background. Yes. So remember when he he told Candice he knew what he was doing? Just trust him. Mm-hmm. The one where um, she walked up and uh, Ciampa was like, um, you got some things to handle. I'm out of here. Yeah. So Johnny Gargano. With the last laugh. So our finals of the Dusty Road Tag Team Classic are going to be Aleister Black and Ricochet versus the Forgotten Sons. I think we all know how that's going to end. So it's going to be Aleister Black and Ricochet versus the War Raiders at NXT TakeOver New York WrestleMania Weekend. So if you haven't had enough of Aleister Black and Ricochet, you're going to get a whole lot of them in the next month. A whole, whole lot. They're a star. <laughs> they, they trying to make them into stars. They're going to give them enough TV time that if they don't make it, it wasn't because they didn't get enough matches. So, strong episode of NXT. As always, didn't agree with that. Uh, mustache Mountain getting beat 
I would have really liked to see them go up against Ricochet and Aleister Black. That really would have been a dope-ass match. And then they set up the women's title four-way. So that should be fun. And uh, Johnny Gargano getting the last laugh on Tommaso Ciampa. And they just had the new set of NXT tapings. So where they're going to have to set up all the new stuff since, you know, Ciampa's out with the neck surgery, which was successful. So hopefully he can recover and be back sooner than later. So on the next week's NXT, we'll get our um, new match at uh, for the NXT title. I guess we're going to have a tournament or a big four-way or, or five-way or something. So it'll be interesting to see how they decide the NXT title at TakeOver New York. So, Mr. Dijonet, at this time, unless mm-hmm. you got anything else you'd like to add, time for your shout-outs and thank yous. Um, shout out to Mel because Pittsburgh and Mel always get shout outs. Shout outs to Jade, my 600 pound life viewing partner. Shit is crazy over there. Um, shout out to Greg, Sam, Classic. Uh, shout out to, uh, who's my hater friend on, on the Instagrams and on the Twitters? What is his name? He OAW report. He seems to be in his bag. Um, he's somebody who hates everything I love, loves everything I hate. You know those kind of people. He's one of. So I feel like he just needs a little bit of more love in his life. So shout out to you, friend. Um, and yeah, that's it. All right, I give a shout out to Miss Didi Jonay. Give a shout out to Magnum Prime. Give a shout out to Greg. Again, give a shout out to everybody who joined us for our live tweets this week. Casting the Fast Lane, Rawcast, SmackDown Matters, NXT Cast. Head over to CSPN on the Patreon page. Listen to the Dark Match. That's patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. You can hear our pre and post show conversations before and after the WrestleCast and Caster Strong Style with me and Anwar Starwin. Really good stuff over there. Head over to CSPN.us. Click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. Support one of our many sponsors. Do some shopping with them. Audible, uh, Amazon, Busted Tees, Blue Apron. Some of your purchase comes back to the CSPN to help keep all the podcasts on the network free each and every week. Check out the brand new Cast of Strong Style. It's me and Anwar Starwin talk about the New Japan Cup and the 47th anniversary show from New Japan Pro Wrestling. We also talk about some matches that get set up for the MSG card that Anwar will be attending. So we're looking forward from for his live report after WrestleMania weekend with the big show at MSG, ROH, and New Japan. So go ahead and check that out. Follow Cast of Strong Style on Twitter at Cast Strong Style. Subscribe and download that podcast if you're into New Japan Pro Wrestling. And on that note, for Miss Didi Jonay, I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and this has been episode 228 of the WrestleCast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. If I'm being honest, we're not in the mood for you to teach us a damn thing. You are to not. We're done watching what we say. You see, we have jumped through every single hoop. We show up for, for every business appearance, every meet and greet, every signing hell. We flew halfway across the world to India for you. 
We never threaten to leave if we don't get what we want, yet you still treat us like garbage. This man, Kofi Kingston, has been here for 11 years. 11 years grinding. This man deserves better. This man deserves more. This man doesn't deserve a damn thing. You don't deserve a damn thing, and you people sure don't deserve a damn thing. But I don't deserve anything either. No one deserves anything. Kofi, if you were worthy of being in a championship match, it would have happened a long time ago. You're impressive. Come on, some of the things you do, you're an extraordinary athlete. Some of the things you do in the Royal Rumble and as of late, you know, your performance in the chamber and your performance, you know, in the gauntlet match, I, awesome, incredible. You're an extraordinary representative of our product. Absolutely, I agree with you. Well, let's face it, Kofi. One day, you'll be in the Hall of Fame, but you won't be in the Hall of Fame. You're not going in by yourself. The only way you go and the only way you deserve to go is a part of New Day. And... And, they're, they're, and come on, let's face it. Kofi, you have a, a lot of qualities. You're... Believe me, I wish you were up to par. You're just... That's not championship material. As a matter of fact, no, no, this is not to be a knock. And it's not. I was speaking to someone earlier today in the backstage area, Daniel Bryan, and I think Daniel really hit, really hit it right on the mark. He said, Vince, Kofi's awesome, but he's a good B-plus player. No need for y'all to get fired because of me. Hold on. Hold up. I got it. I'm not asking for a handout. I'm not demanding a title match at WrestleMania for the WWE Championship title. Nah, man, look. 11 years ago, I was just a kid with a dream. And that dream has damn near come true. I provide a great life for my family. I get to travel the world doing what I love to do, entertaining the WWE Universe. I love it. My life is blessed. I never complain about the people that you put ahead of me. I never complain about the time I spend away. I have never complained about the fact that you have never allowed someone like me to compete or contend for the WWE title. I have never complained, and I'm not going to start complaining now. What I need from you right here, right now, face to face, man to man, is for you to tell me what I need to do so that I can do it.